Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. I want to talk today about a book I've been actually listening to, an ebook I've been listening to called, um, I think it's Living in the Now or something about the now by Eckhart Tolle. He's a spiritual guide and my coach actually gave me the book and said I had to read it for my homework, The Power of Now, my apology. And I have to say, it's been fantastic. And here's why. There's a couple things. I'm not going to lie. If you are a very unaware person, and if you're listening to my podcast, you probably aren't <laughs> because I tend to attract those type of listeners, people that are aware to want to be more aware and are looking to ensure that they're not living in regret and they're making the most of their lives. Well, how this book starts, it talks about living in the now. And I'm probably going to listen to it numerous times over and over because it's a lot to take in. And I'm not going to lie, when he gets closer to the end of the book, he starts getting into, I guess maybe the term might be some esoteric type uh, woo-woo-ness that is still making sense to me. But my spirit and myself, I need to I need to get my head around a little bit. But I tell you one thing it did make very clear to me is that I live in my mind way freaking too much. And we allow our egos to di- dictate way too much of what goes on in our lives. And in case you're wondering, they are not the same thing. You are not your mind or your ego. These are actually energetically very separate entities. Now, one of the things he gets into, and I do have to say, he does use the term God a lot uh, and speaks about a lot of parables of the Bible, but he also uses other religious teachings, especially, um, uh, I believe it's the Buddhists. And it's really interesting. Now, I'm a huge history buff. So when I say it's very interesting, as I've gotten older and become a lot more aware I don't place the black and whiteness of the scriptures as, oh, I hate to say use the word gospel. I just don't believe that the intention is being fully understood any longer. Now, history is interesting. 2,000 years have gone by since Jesus Christ walked this earth. And we are very different what we understand, technology, science, our awareness is very different. And I often wonder if the spiritually inspired biblical teachings were more geared for that era of our existence. Maybe there's a reason it's very black and white and, and, uh, and so doctorate, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, because we simply were a people of great superstition and we certainly hadn't even hit the industrial age. So do you know what I'm saying here? I'm, I'm getting a little lost, but I need you to think back on what mankind has come through in the last 2000 years and how different our awareness is right now. So the reason I say that is now think about now. We have huge advancements in technology, huge, huge advancements in spiritual and energetic understandings medical. Um, there used to be a time in history when the feminine was actually very revered. And then, you know, thousands really of years went by 
where men subjugated women. And we're only just coming out of that. And of course, one of the big issues that we have on our globe today is I live in North America, of course. And if you listen to my podcast, you know I'm actually Canadian. And I live in a very equality-driven type society. Now, granted, women still aren't paid usually as much as men, but that that pendulum is changing. But many places on the world, in the world, which is why so many people have issues with, you know, the Muslim religion and the burqa and all these other things in other countries that have not evolved quite the same way, have not made the choice to change. There's, there, you know, there's a huge dichotomy there and we have trouble understanding each other around the globe because of that. But I truly believe that will change. All human beings are equal. I'm sorry. That is just the deal. And there is huge strength in the feminine and there is huge strength in the masculine. In fact, I actually will mention this because I wasn't going to because it was sort of like not part of my podcast. I'm in my meditation book today. And what today was about, you are the perfect balance of yin and yang. And it talks about how so much of our society has denied the feminine side of our of God, of our spirituality. And yet we were the ones blessed with the ability to create life and to carry life and to nurture. Uh, I don't want to be broad stroke. I, I mean, I'm being broad stroke. I don't want to be specific because I do believe everyone's individual. But I've, I, like I say, history buff, I love watching the change in history. I mean, not too long ago, there was a time when a woman was still considered property. Uh, male babies were still cons- preferable to women. And that is still the way on places, uh, many places on the planet. And that is just so unenlightened. It's not even funny. I won't even get into all that. Um, It's just very unenlightened. When you live in the now and know your strengths, you are not drawing on the past and the future, whether that be the good, the bad, the pain. You're living in the now and you have an easier ability to accept the situations that you're in. And that's what Eckhart Tolle actually talks about in this book a lot. He talks about living in the now and understanding where a lot of these preconceived notions have come from through history, where a lot of our psychological and inherent pain is coming down generationally, whether that's physically through our DNA or energetically through the people we surround ourselves with, the countries that we live in. He talks a lot about actually collective energies and why certain countries and certain people have a lot of hatred and anger and that sort of thing. Because as a collective, they are generating that energy. Well, you know what? North America is very new, but it was, and it's certainly by no means perfect in any way, shape or form. In fact, we need so much help over here. It's not even funny. But the bottom line was many, many years ago, people that wanted to question the status quo left Europe and founded this country. Now, did they do it well? Did we treat our natives well? No, no. We had our own wars. We still have a lot of hatred. There's still a lot of bigotry. I mean, we're humans. That's just the deal. But at the same token, historically, all those hundreds of years ago, there were people that said, I'm leaving this energetic way of being, not just a mindset, but an energy, and I'm taking it over here. And I think that's a huge reason why North America is so different from the rest of the, the world. And it's very hard for um, other for people sometimes to grasp that. Europe has, you know, been around since the dawn of time. Um, but the industrialized nation in the world 
that we live in now in North America, it is so very, very new, you know, you know, building around here at 200 years is considered ancient, you know, not, not a thousand or 2000 years like the ruins you see in Europe. So when you put things into perspective like that and you start trying to work on your awareness and being in the now, it puts a lot of things in my perspective into perspective into understanding where a lot of that hatred comes from, that resistance, and what he really boils it down to a lot of the time is just ego. Men, and I use the word man here, not in mankind, but the male species, a lot of what went on and still goes on is ego. Their ego is threatened, so then women and such have to be less, other people, other religions have to be less, that is simply just, that's an attitude that I hope in the next hundred years really starts to dissipate because we will never survive as a human race without change. That is, you know, I truly believe that. But it's interesting listening to his, his observations on exactly, you know, how our mind thinks and how our ego takes over and then the reactionary craziness that goes on with our need to control. And that's really, when he boils it down to, to this one chapter, that's really all it is. It's just ego and control. And I truly believe that that will change in time. It's interesting watching our young people today and the roles that uh, are sort of being observed. In North America, at least, girls just aren't in that traditional role any longer of, you know, barefoot and pregnant. And it was funny when our son, who's, he's a grown man now, and was getting married and they moved out together. They were very young, too young really, uh, for the first time and neither one of them cooked. And my husband says to our son and says, you realize that your mom doesn't exist anymore, right? <laughs> You're never gonna find your mom in a 22 year old girl necessarily, who's just sitting at home waiting to make you dinner and, and you be home. Now everyone has their gifts. Now I still do that because I enjoy cooking, but that's, and I was also raised with that sort of male, female, sexist 1960s attitude but I recognize it, okay? In this house, we have girl chores and board chores. I'm not gonna lie. Now, some of that is really just based on the fact that the bottom line is Keith is bigger and stronger. And there are outside chores that he can just handle better. Well, if he's got his list, then my list tends to be different and inside. And since he, I don't wanna eat his cooking every day because he's he really truly does believe that hash browns and beans are a food group. Um, I don't want to eat that way. I sort of look after the cooking in this household, but I enjoy it and it's just a, a way of nurturing. But that's not the way it is anymore. Our kids are really in some ways, although we complain about them being very entitled in their mindset, but they are also being raised with very different role model or role, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not in a little box. They're just all out there together. And although women are still the ones that can have the babies, uh, really everybody's working, two income households, education, that sense of, of uh, predefined, that's the word I'm looking for, predefined expectations is lessening greatly with the next generation. And, uh, and for that, I am thrilled. I think there's no problem that if a woman is in the corporate world and makes $100,000 a year and they want a stay-at-home parent, let it be the guy. If he's not bringing in that kind of money and his fulfillment is being a parent, then stay home and raise your kids. I, I really, I, I guess some people would say I'm a little ahead of my time there considering my age bracket. But younger, when I was younger, I bought into all the nonsense. I bought into all my parents and my mother's teachings of black and white and women should be this and men should be this. And I did. I reveled in it. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, let it go. Because there, I truly believe that there is no great awareness 
uh, if you have not stepped back from the control that the mind and the belief systems that have been almost brainwashed into you keep reverberating through our society. I just think that that truly needs to change. So anyways, it's just, this is just a, you might find this podcast a little bit hard to take. You might think, oh, Shelly, now she has now gone off on a deep end here. And perhaps I have. But the ancient uh, oriental belief of the yin and the yang, that is true in, in nature. It's true in so many things. So why would you not think it's true for you as a person? And when we focus on one or the other, we get out of balance. That is why there are so many teachings now in our home, our lives, our jobs about balance, about understanding what is needed to be a fulfilled individual, what is needed to make you the best at your job, keep you emotionally stable. The North American lifestyle, although so many people want to emigrate to Canada, United States, I sometimes think why. You've got to be in a pretty bad place someplace, you know, to want to come here at times because when I see other people and other societies and cultures, sometimes very poor ones that have so much joy, that is missing a lot of the time in the North American lifestyle. We are strivers. It's always about, you know, the next job, the next paycheck, the bigger house, keeping up with the Joneses. And although I live in a very, very fortunate country where I have education, freedom of religion, medical, I am so blessed. I am so incredibly blessed. I still believe we have a long way to go from being... Uh, to being more enlightened and to having more balance in our lives and understanding more of what's going on in the universe and the world around us. Now, I'm not going to carry on too much more about this because quite honestly, that's really all I had to say. You really, I really, I really strongly suggest downloading it. I have an app called Audible. Um, and this book was, was gifted to me and I can listen to it in my car. And the neat thing is when you have the Audible app and it, there's a charge for it. So if you do like listening to things in your car, it's worth the 12 or whatever it is, dollars a month. All your devices keep track of where you are because it's a cloud-based system. So when I get into the car and I my phone syncs with my Bluetooth, immediately whatever I've been listening to in the morning or in my house on my iPad, I'm right in that spot again. And when you're driving... Your concentration needs to be on driving, but you have a, a great and innate ability to absorb. Your, your subconscious has a great capacity to absorb information, which is why when I made the comment earlier that I'll probably listen to this book more than once or twice, that is why. I used to actually keep, uh, what was Success Magazine, I think is the name of it. Darren Hardy, I think, is is a motivational speaker and businessman in, in the United States. And I think he's the publisher head of that particular success magazine. And they do a lot of specialty type um, things for multi-level marketing companies or network marketing companies. But the magazine itself is generic. It's just about business. But when I used to have a subscription to that, I used to get these discs inside of it that I could put into the car. And I loved it because they were playing. And you know what? There's just... It's amazing how your mindset and your way of looking at the world changes when you're constantly filling your mind and self and subconscious with the positive, with the uplifting. So if your whole day is spent listening to angry rock and roll and angry rap and people are killing each other and you're watching all the awful shows on television, you are feeding your spirit all that negativity. It will have a tangible physical effect on your mind and emotions. So really consider making a small change. 
uh, in your lifestyle and consider downloading something like Audible onto your phone and getting some motivational books or something like that and just listen to you in the car or on your commute on the SkyTrain. The bottom line is, unless you're unfortunate like me to work at home, you have an hour or two every single day where you are simply in transportation mode. You haven't started your job. And actually, here's a little tidbit. I actually am going to expand upon this a little bit. I'm finding I'm sleeping a little bit better better, or getting to sleep a little better the last few nights when I actually tell my mind it's not needed right now. I don't tell it I don't want it. I don't tell it to shut up. I simply say, your job is done here right now and I'd like you to be quiet because I will need you in the morning. But right now, I need to be with myself. I need to be just my spiritual self. And I need to sleep. And sleeping means shutting the brain off. So it's just kind of a neat little trick I learned when listening to his book um, and sort of little meditation thing I developed. Your mind is a very powerful, powerful thing, but it is not who you are. Okay, you need, we need as, a, as a, a species, I believe, to start learning to listen to our emotions and to our spirit more. The Bible actually speaks quite heavily on this subject. And I truly believe that's where a lot of the parables are leading to. And the reason I say that is when it's been sort of a, a goal of mine over the last two years to be more like what I've been reading about in this book. But now the book is explaining why I'm feeling the way I am. And the uh, it's aligning some of my thoughts and giving my my innate spiritual and and energetic belief cognitive parameters I hope that makes sense to you and that actually works for me because I'm a very logical person I'm you know I do struggle with my yin and my yang keeping things balanced I have a very male dominant side to my personality I'm a bit of a control freak a type personality and because of that I've always kind of shunned my emotions because I'm overly emotional and they've always got me into trouble because I react on them. I react. I do not respect them and then move forward. I react. And that is the difference. I truly believe that we need to be more aware of the emotional and spiritual ability of ourselves and our being and respect the mind and our logic instead of letting our mind run rampant and let our ego create destruction just because our mind wants to make, maintain control at all times. Anyways, if I haven't answered your question, feel free to uh, send me a message at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com or you know, on the coulda, woulda, shoulda Facebook page or on the website. But I want you to really consider downloading his book, Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle, and it's spelled T-O-L-L-E, if memory serves me right. I'm just going to pull that up so you know that what it is. T, oh, you know what? Technology drives me crazy some days. I go to pull up my Facebook and all I, or my phone, and all I get is messages and stuff that won't go away. Totally, T-O-L-L-E. Technology in my generation, sometimes it's a love-hate relationship. So consider downloading his book. Another person that I listen to and that I, I uh, am quite inspired by is a gentleman from Japan called Ken Honda. If you could look him up as well, he does a lot of talking about this sort of thing in life, this sort of spiritual and energetic awareness. Your mind is a powerful tool. Celebrate it, um, acknowledge it, but quit letting it run every aspect of your life because more times than not, that's truly your ego that's running wild and it's out of control. It's taking far too much of your power and decision-making ability away from you and you are not calm in the moment and living in the now. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. 
You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.